The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of on-demand audio for the whole family. Your kids or grandkids can listen to the popular radio drama Adventures in Odyssey and two-minute Bible stories called Quick Sticks whenever it suits you. Whether you're in the car for a few minutes or for a longer trip, these two programs will keep the kids entertained. New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. At last count, there were over 8 billion people walking around planet Earth. So if we all have the attitude, it's all about me, which many, by the way, do, then it's not hard to see how wars break out. In fact, it's one of the devil's top ten lies. It's all about me. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Welcome again to the program as we continue taking a look at some of Satan's great lies from a different perspective. And do stick with me, because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet. It's called Healing for Broken Families. And I'd love to send you a free copy in case you or someone you know has a family that's struggling. There are times, you know, when we get things completely out of perspective, completely out of whack. I was sharing over Skype recently with a friend of mine who lives in South Africa, some of the issues around living here in Australia where I live. The traffic, it's getting pretty crowded, you know, and that sort of thing. It's funny how you can live in a fantastic place like this, and sometimes you get to complaining about the things. And he said to me, Bernie, you know those are pretty much first world problems. Over here, so many of us are just trying to to survive, just trying to get by, just trying to scrape enough together to put food on the table for ourselves and our kids. And yet in that context too, even at that basic level of survival, if I can put it as bluntly as that, there's a sense of of resentment, of, of entitlement. It's not fair. Why is this my lot in life? Why is this so hard? On the one hand, we're all different, different family backgrounds, different cultures, different experiences, different personalities, different outlooks, different financial situations. But then on the other hand, we're all pretty much the same. It seems that it doesn't matter who we are or where we live, sometimes we get to looking at our lot in life and comparing it to the next guys and wondering, what about me? And please, the last thing I mean to do here is to trivialise the incredible suffering that some people are experiencing. But at the end of the day, we all come to this point of thinking, what about me? You've been there, I've been there. It's a universal condition, and it's a condition that manifests itself in the good times and the bad. The better things in our world get, the better our lives are, the more comfortable we are, the more well-off we are, the more it turns into an insatiable appetite for more. I remember one social commentator a few years back talking about cocooning. Cocooning is the name given to the trend that sees individuals socialising less and less, retreating into their home more. The term was coined in the 1990s by Faith Popcorn, a trend forecaster and marketing consultant. This is what they wrote. Cocooning has been in our bank for 30 years. That's how early we discovered cocooning. And cocooning is about staying home, creating a safer place around you. The gardeners being the barrier between the garden and the alarm system being the barrier, filtration systems for water and air, how many days can I work at home? That's cocooning. And so what we try to do is nestle ourselves in a safe, comfortable environment. 
And don't we just start complaining when everything doesn't quite go our way, when, when the traffic in our neighbourhood gets a bit heavy, when, when the neighbours make more noise than they should, when, when anything comes along to disrupt our nice, safe little oasis? As Jonathan, my South African friend, pointed out, those things we complain about here in the affluent West are so out of perspective with the pervading reality for the vast majority of the world's population who are struggling just to survive. But even when we face genuine trials, and I faced a few of those in my life, one time when I simply didn't have anywhere to live, a time when literally I had no money in my bank account to buy food. Now, I've never been in a refugee camp watching my child die of malnutrition. Nothing as painful as that. But my trials were nevertheless trials. Even when we're in that place, we struggle with this sense of, of me, my rights, my entitlements, my comfort, my lot in life compared to everyone else's. In fact, it seems that our sense of me is a very strong one. It's rooted deep in our basic survival instincts and it manifests itself in all sorts of different ways. So there's a a good side to it, but when we get things out of perspective, when we become me-centric, when we get into cocooning, then it becomes dangerous. As I've previously observed on the program, with almost 7 billion me-centric people walking around planet Earth at the moment, it's really not that hard to figure out why wars start, is it? We're continuing this week in our series of top 10 lies the devil wants you to believe. And today we're looking at that lie that in my little world, I am at the centre of the universe. It's all about me. And that you, in your little world, you are at the centre of your universe and it's all about you. I know we know that's not true, but so often we end up living our lives as though it is. The very first deception of the devil over humanity involves this same notion that we are at the centre of the universe. Let's have another listen to it and see how insidious it really is. Genesis chapter 3, beginning verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than all the other wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say don't eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, No, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. God just said, Look, don't eat the fruit of the tree that is in the centre of the garden, nor touch it or you'll die. But the serpent said to the woman, You won't die. For God knows that when you eat of the tree, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be designed to make her wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. And she also gave some to a hubby who ate with her. Do you see what happened? The way the devil disguised as a serpent got Eve to take the apple was to convince her that her need, her desire, a desire incidentally which she didn't seem to have until the devil fed it to her, her desire to be like God, to eat the good fruit, to be elevated, promoted, satisfied, whatever you want to call it, her desire came above God's will. She put it before her obedience to God, despite the enormous blessing that God had already given her by making available every other living thing in the garden for her and hubby to throw in the wok for dinner tonight. And it's exactly that lie that the devil feeds us in good times and in bad. Mate, you're entitled. You deserve it. You should have the best. You should. Got it? Recognise it? Then remember it. The next time you're feeling sorry for poor little old you, the next time you're imagining that your lot in life just ain't fair when compared to everyone else's, 
please remember the insidious lie the devil's feeding you. Can I tell you something? I don't know why why great tsunamis hit Japan or Indonesia or Thailand. I, I don't know why some people suffer so much and why some don't. I don't know why some parents give birth to a beautiful child who, who in its 20s contracts schizophrenia and they have to look after that child into their old age. I don't know those things. But what I do know is that sometimes life dishes up some stuff that doesn't seem fair. And other times we have to live through some stuff that we cause through our own disobedience, just like Adam and Eve ultimately did. But this, this one thing I do know, that when it comes to suffering, God didn't even spare his own son. When it comes to loving us, he paid the price of suffering and death so that we might live. And when it comes to his lot in life, he accepted it in love and did what he had to do, no matter what the cost to him, to obey and to honour his Father in heaven. Hey, next time you're feeling sorry for yourself, next time you're being fed this lie by the devil, the lie that the devil says it's all about you, may you remember Jesus Christ in that garden in Gethsemane as he struggled with the suffering he was about to face. And yet ultimately he said to God, Father, not my will, let your will be done. There's no doubt that in this postmodern high-tech age, doing family, being family, is more difficult than it's ever been. That's why so many families are being torn apart, which is why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Healing for Broken Families. And with the questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to apply God's Word right into the realities of your family's life. Because His Word is alive and active. Amen. So I'm praying that God will pour His love out right there in the middle of your family through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.